What's up, y'all? This is from Books to Bills Podcast, a podcast for young professionals. This is your girl, Erica, hailing all the way from Atlanta. Hey, y'all, and it's your favorite staff member, Shaq, coming to you from Gainesville, Florida. I almost said Gainesville, Georgia, Lord. You want to go back? <laughs> and don't. Take me back. <laughs> <laughs> I was just listening to that song today in my office, actually. You know what? I'm not even going to mess with you this week, Shaq, because I'm just so happy that you're happy at your job. That's what good Yay. friends do, right? Be happy for each other. Bless the Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. This is your girl, Jasmine, in Tyler, Texas. Just got back from Lubbock, Texas. How was your what trip? What you been doing in Lubbock? We had an on-site um, test for school. We had one once a semester. This semester... We have two. I thought you just started school, though. So how you already have a test? Exactly. Thank you, friend. Okay. Mm-hmm. The uh, teacher sent it's out a little right. memo um, the last week of the summer semester and was like, you know, if you guys want to get a head start on reading, please read chapters one through six. And Barney, chapter one through six, that's like 500 pages to get started. And then y'all had a test on that? We had a test on that, and then we had an on-campus lecture. And then following that, we practiced our skill, which this semester, the skill that we're learning is breast exams and pap smears. Oh. I feel like sometimes... So midwives give that? Yes, midwives do anything from childbearing years to postmenopausal. Oh, see, I thought that midwives literally only delivered the baby. No, midwife means with woman. So anything to do with a woman, that's what we handle. Oh. Or even with their partner. So if I have a client that, you know, got a little issue, we need to treat the mama and the uh, and the daddy. Hmm. I did okay. not know that. But how's everybody doing today? As Plies would say, I'm feeling lovely. That came from him? Did you really just... Quote plies? Yes, that's a scholarly source. I mean, that's scholarly. A scholarly source. Is that peer reviewed? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you realize he has millions of people who review his Instagram every day? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. You know, I did have a client come in the office and pulled up a plies um, video from Instagram that was talking about how to wipe your woman after sex. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I have seen that. Oh, Lord. And they were asking, was it correct? And Plaz was right on it. If you if you choose to do that, he did it the right way. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to go catch this video. I don't know this one, but I wouldn't have believed whatever he said. No, nah, Plaz doing well in that area. No, nah, but on the real though, I think Plaz is kind of smart or whatever, because I don't know if y'all saw, but one day he came out just kind of talking about the, um, the NCAA um, and how they treat the like the athletes and stuff basically is modern day slavery. He said different things about um, the person that lives in a White House. He also said different things about the NFL. So he he knows his audience and he knows how to connect with them. And I really for some reason that. I feel like he's a nurse or he studied nursing or something. Let me Google it real quick. I wouldn't be surprised though. I feel like I do. I did know he like graduated or something. Where is he from? I wanted to T.I. go to school. Because T.I. the one who be saying all them big words and stuff definitely sounded smart. T.I. don't make good decisions. He's smart, but he he believe in cheating on his wife. That's for sure. Well, sometimes cheating is a good decision. So, I mean. What? Yeah, I, I disagree. 
I can't think of no reasons when it would be a good thing, but I'm pretty sure that somebody could think of a good reason why cheating is a good thing. Okay, when you find out. Nah, he ain't. I don't know. They say he dropped out of college, Fort Myers, Florida. We both sitting here looking at it. Where did he go? Yeah, he went to University of Central Florida, according to this. Hmm. And then Miami University. Okay. Well, he got a little education. Ain't Plaz like 50 years old? Who? Ain't Plaz like 50 years old? He's 42. I asked everybody how they was doing, friend. You gonna say something? Well, friend, that's how I said. I'm like, Plaz, I'm feeling lovely. Oh, my bad. Alrighty. Well, I didn't forgot how... Okay, my bad. I have the petty question today. I was about to say, come on, friend, or we're going to talk about you later. You have a work crush. You have a work crush that you share with one of your close coworkers. You share that y'all are going out for coffee sometime next week, and they're excited for you. When you're on Instagram later that night, you see that your coworker and your work crush went on a date. I'm just going to make that a date. You'll see. Um, When you get back to work, when you get to work the next day, you overhear um, your coworker talking about it. And it's not necessarily shielded from you, but you hear so you have the ability to jump in to the conversation should you choose. So how do you respond? Um, And my answer choices are, do you say nothing? Do you make a sly remark just about their date? Do you maybe lie about some conversation that you and that person have been having to make it sound like, you know, you're not bothered um, or other? Why we got to lie? I don't know. If that's the answer you choose, you tell me. You know what? It might be an other. So I ain't going to say nothing, but I might make a face. And friends, y'all know if I make a face, y'all can read it. But I don't have to say nothing. I'm going to just make a face. And you about to say something right after that face. Mm-mm. I ain't going to say nothing. I'm going to just look. Mm. So basically, you told this person that you like them, and then they went and went on a date with them. Yeah. At least that's what it looked like to me. We'll have to have a conversation. What are we going to talk about? We would have to have a conversation. That person, fair game. I'm going to tell them how dirty they are. I'm be like, at the very least, at the very least, you could have told me that you was going going on a date with the person. No, nah, that person don't owe you nothing. I'll be like, okay. Mem- put that in my memory bank. I see how you do things. But you know what? I'll be petty. I'll be right petty after that and go on a date with them and post it all on social media. You childish. We'll be two going on dates ass motherfuckers. You childish. Yeah. What I about feel, you, Erica? I feel like I probably wouldn't say anything. I would probably like low-key act like I was happy. Um, definitely not tell them anything else. And um, dang, I was going to say something. I kind of agree, like, maybe you don't owe them anything, but I would definitely keep it in the back of my head. Like, I'm not going to tell her or them anything else. And I was going to say something else. Um, That's one of them, hello, Barbara, this is Shirley moments. <laughs> For who's Barbara, who's Shirley? This, that don't fit because yeah. it's not a secret. The girl yeah, knew already. Right. They, they was actually in a relationship. Well, as usual, colleagues, 
write in and tell us what you would have done in this situation. We might need some advice on how we should handle this this when it if it happens to one of us. So last week, dang, on our last episode, um, race to the top, we talked about dealing with worse and work and dang dealing with race in the workplace um if we felt like we had been hired because of our race if so were we okay with that or would we have been okay with it um affirmative action in general um and so did y'all get anything from the episode so when i went to lubbock i had to share with my classmates what i did for a living and that went into the pacific oh lord specific let me slow down grant that um, I work for and they had some follow-up questions for me and most of the African-American women that were in my cohort were celebrating with me that I got hired because I was black and second that I serve all black women and I think it's just the day and age that we're in like is you know every man for himself like we trying to build our own community and then the white women in the group decided that it was unfair. Like, how can they write a grant like that? So it was, yeah, it was a mess. Of course. It was a mess. But anyway. Like how many, oh, never mind. Well, one of my friends listened to the episode and they texted me and they was like, y'all must have ran out of shit to say last week because y'all know there was everybody fucking um, experience. And it, we like kind of laughed about it. I was like, well, no, nah, we got a lot of shit to talk about, but you right. It's like all of the black folks, more so not that we were hired, but it was like that we are like, we talk about race. That's a discussion that we have. We think about it. Um, some of them do feel like tokens, all of that kind of stuff. And then they were like, yeah, even though you don't feel like a token, at the end of the day, nine times out of ten, you are. And I was like, that is kind of real. Dang. That could have been the name of the episode, Token of Appreciation. But I Ooh. never, I forgot about that phrase. There you go. Token oh, Shaq, Mama Ferris said she coming for you. Uh-oh, uh-oh, why? Because, first of all, I think it's so funny that my mama listens to the podcast. She listens to every episode. Hey, Mama Farish, how you doing? She said, um, you know, I won't let her get a social media. She's talking about, I, if you let me get a social media, then I could like and subscribe y'all podcast. I said, <laughs> she okay, listens mama. to every episode? Not every episode, but she did listen to this past one. And she said, ooh, tell Shaq he nasty. Don't nobody want no cold ketchup from the fridge there. <laughs> well, wait, uh-uh. See, you brought it up because, listen, I had an overwhelming response to people who agreed with me that ketchup belongs in the refrigerator. And and then one girl at work, she was like, yeah, I mean, it's something about it. It's like something about having like hot chicken tenders or hot fries and dipping them in cold ketchup. And I was like, my God, that is just a good combination. So she agreed with me. And then I had other people. If you include our Twitter response, everybody who chimed in on Twitter said that they keep their ketchup in the refrigerator and that ketchup belongs in the door. And then they were all varied on whether or not we're going to put pots and pans up in the refrigerator. But I still stand by my statement. If pots in the refrigerator, you're nasty. Well, you ain't got to eat at my house because I got a crock pot, a little pot in my refrigerator right now. Wait, does it have a top that came with it? Like a yeah, um, you know some of those crock. 
but no, not the glass one. But uh, some of those crock pots have like a, a Tupperware type top on it that you can that's made to put. In oh the no, we not we not that. that sophisticated. We got the glass top that go right on it. Oh no, ma'am, that's nasty. All right, well you ain't welcome over here then. I am welcome. I just ain't gonna eat. Anyways, any other comments? Well, all right. On this week's episode, we will be talking about teamwork. But today we're going to give 10 tips for working with the team that we have so eloquently put together. Alrighty, so number 10, pull your weight. And so what I mean by this is that, you know, if you've been given a particular task, like do it to, to the fullest extent don't like be half-assing your portion of the project and then try to come back and take put your name on a project like you was really doing something um if you feel like you have a particular skill um that's going to benefit and enhance the project don't sit back and wait for somebody else to you know volunteer for it um sure there's balance with this but like make sure that you're actually you know performing in excellence and make sure you you're not that person that's pulling this person the team down i agree because if you on my team and you're not pulling your weight we can't fool with each other like at work outside of work we can't do nothing else together i don't trust you i don't fool oh y'all i i don't like when somebody else's part like you gotta wait on their part to do your part so they slacking and it look like you snacking slacking because you waiting on them Yep. Yeah. I I know we probably can't comment extensively after every point because we have 10, but this is very uh, relevant because I'm working with a student right now who has a project due on Sunday, and he is in a group with two other girls who every time they set a time to work, uh, to get together for their project, they reschedule. And he's even gone so far as to, it's even gone so far as to, like, he will be, you know, where they are, and then they'll text him and be like, hey, can we reschedule? And so I gave him the rundown today. I was like, keep all them screenshots, email your professor, put your name on on every page, send everything in PDF form so can't nobody edit your stuff. I'm like, people out here got to protect their work because people don't want to pull their weight. So don't be those two girls always rescheduling and ain't trying to do nothing. I will say, I think that supervisors do, well, in terms of supervising, not necessarily grading papers and being a teacher, supervisors notice that stuff, because I will say, um, I made that mistake this actual, this past summer with some of, uh, some of my students. I had given them a project, and I knew that, you know, so this this is where I made the mistake. I knew one of my students was really, really timely. She's going to get everything done. The other one, not so much. Well, the one who was not so much, she's the one who had the first part of the assignment. And I made that mistake, but I noticed, and I didn't like give my uh, give the other student like a bad evaluation. We just kind of talked through it, and I learned my lesson too. So I think it's easy to see from both sides that you know when people ain't pulling their weight, like it's you can just tell. In that same regard, well, not in the same regard. I feel like I'm always the one who get out of social because you over there taking social breaks. I will say. I'm not about to play with you. Anyway, so um, the next one, number nine, is I would say um, accept invitations when people ask you to come out and do stuff um, and, like, actually go out. Like, people invite you out because they want to see you outside of work or they want to see you be yourself and outside of your normal element. So 
you know accept a few of the invitations you ain't got to accept them all but accept some and then if you're not um and if nobody on your team is doing it i think you should um encourage socialization so like encourage everybody to go out have a drink or go to this function or something together and just be social and get outside of our elements so like if that's class like let's hang out other than doing classwork if that's work let's hang out and not talk about work at all so you know you just got to be well-rounded to be a, a really good team i feel I was so confused. I thought accept invitations meant like accept calendar invitations. I was very lost. No, because I don't want you to accept calendar invitations if you can't come. No, but I meant like accept calendar invitations in general, like for the project we're doing. My mind is very much so we doing a project. Did y'all see what I put on our All right, um, next our Instagram story? It says if a calendar event wasn't created, it didn't happen. So I appreciate Erica <laughs> for always holding us down. She'd be on them calendar invites. Because what did I do today, Erica? I called you when that invite wasn't on my calendar. Are, are we recording today? What are we doing? Yeah, I don't know what happened with technology is not on our side. But we'll fix it. Oh, I'm the next one. I'm tripping. So, the next step is something I learned a long time ago. Um, is CYA, which means to cover your ass. Um, I think, you know, some kind of similar to what I was saying about that student that I'm working with. Like, the unfortunate part is sometimes you will be on teams um, with people who are not pulling their weight, who are not doing some of the other things that we'll talk about in the rest of our list. Um, so, like, at, you know, always be prepared to... Uh, cover yourself i don't think you have to do it up front like you don't have to already be in a position of defense but like when it's time to go to war and you got to prove that you did what you said you did and that you tried and that you put forth effort i think like being able to have those things is really great um and i think you know early on if you need to start having you a running word uh document of what x y of of who was doing what or um, make an account of all the emails and texts that you sent to a particular person. Um, but just definitely remember to cover your ass and always do your part. So can, so you can be, uh, what is the phrase? Um, be above reproach if something, if shit hits the fan. That's really big in healthcare because it's so like litigation. If you don't cover your ass or type what exactly what happened or didn't happen, you know, patient refused such and such, then they could sue you. Because if they don't see it in their chart, then... You didn't do it. Yep. On that same regard, like, and speaking of the calendar, do y'all ever go back and add stuff to your calendar that you did but you didn't have on your calendar at first? So, like, if you had them, if I just, we happen to have, like, an impromptu meeting. Sure do. Do y'all ever go back and put it on the calendar? Mm-mm. Like, no, my supervisor would be time. like, while you're out, can you stop by such and such? adding that on the calendar because when I go back and do my mileage I need to get every every little bit of that I never add things on the calendar but I think in that regard if I'm having a conversation with somebody that um I don't know for whatever reason I feel like I could need writing I, I could need it in writing later if you know of course like I like to have face-to-face conversations I'll just email that person I used to do this a lot at LSU but I was like I'm just following up with a conversation that we had on this date and this time um that you agreed to xyz please respond um and especially if they don't respond they don't 
um, but you can't say that I didn't follow up. That actually happened with me when I turned in. You would think, y'all, if you working at a university and they issue you all of these electronics, a computer, a phone, an iPad, chargers, all kinds of shit, that they would have a more formal process for how they going to take all this stuff from you when you no longer work for the university. When I tell you that my supervisor told me just to leave it all on the desk, I said, I, not me. I said, you finna get, I need to find somebody who can record these serial numbers. I emailed him and the director of admissions. It was like, my stuff is returned to this person on these serial numbers. So, I, in that regard, I do that. But I can't stand when people don't do stuff like that. All right. Well, I have number seven is divide and conquer. So, y'all remember, we had six chapters to read even before the semester started. And so, what we did as a cohort was divide everybody took a chapter took notes on it and then we traded notes so that's how we divide and conquer excuse me in school now at work if it's the same thing if we have a project everybody take a piece of it we'll come back together at this date and then see where we are on the project so that not every everybody has a little piece of the pie and come together tie it together with a little bow and we're done I like that. I like that. Have y'all ever worked in a group with somebody who wanted to do everything? Like, that's usually me. Didn't want to share. <laughs> yeah, Wait, that's usually me because admit it to it. Especially right. in undergrad, I didn't like group projects, so just let me do it. Or let me, like no, let me let me be the last one to put my hands on it so I can make it look good. Cause you know, uh, Sean in a group that don't do nothing. Yeah. I told y'all a long time ago when we talked about this. I have been that person before, so I'm not going to get too down on them because there have been times when I ain't do shit in the group. Yeah, I think I'm... I finally remember this one time in undergrad where this guy was like, I'll do I'll do everything. I just need y'all to make the project, um, make the PowerPoint. And I was like, ooh, I'll make the PowerPoint. Made the PowerPoint. We got 100 on it, but that was the only shit I had did. Sometimes that's the best move to make if you know you ain't did nothing. At yeah. least be the person that's going to put it together. You're right. Because don't nobody want to do that. I got the next one. It kind of goes off some of the shit we already said. But mine is not necessarily at work. But don't be messy. Like, it's okay to have receipts and stuff. But don't be CCing the boss on every little thing. Don't, don't, don't Ooh, be messy. Ooh, say it again, Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, you, you can't CC the boss every time. Or CC somebody's supervisor, like, that's being messy at some point. Now, every now and then, you might need to cover your ass, or you may need to, uh, you know, you know, whatever. But you don't got to do it every single time. Because what's going to happen is, if you CC my boss too many times, I'm going to come to you and be like, okay, since you want to tell my boss everything, why don't you just work with my boss and do it and just leave me out of it? I'll be okay. Colleagues, do y'all know what the difference is in CC and BCC? But I think okay. BCCs are sweet messy <laughs> no matter what. Can you give us a quick listen? But I'm just saying, I need y'all to be knowledgeable. Now, if you CC somebody, the other person, including that email, can see who you CC. Now, if you blind copy, that's the BCC, they don't know that that person's on the email. I can appreciate a good BCC. You say what, Jasmine? I said, I can appreciate a good BCC. But do y'all ever be wondering when people email you, have they BCC'd somebody? No, I don't really worry about it. I don't be worried about it per se, but I do be like, mm, I wonder, well, 
worried loosely, but I be wondering like, oh, did they BCC somebody? So I respond to everybody's email anyway, no matter what. Like I'm, if you email me, I'm very particular about my email and it's my to-do list. And so like, if you email me, I'm going to respond to you. It may just not be the response that you want or need at the moment, but you get a little response. Have y'all ever been forwarded an email and then you see the conversation they were like, you read the conversation they were having before and it wasn't good. Like y'all should not have forwarded this. Y'all should have created a new message. That actually no, but I would love it. I love a little mess, but I, I ain't messy. I mean, but I love reading. <laughs> How fitting is it that you had this one, Shay? <laughs> that actually happened to me, and I was the one. Ironically enough, it was with like sorority business, and I, I had for for what I, I think I was like purposely not ceasing, um, my chapter liaison. But for whatever reason, we had two, and it was just a mess. And I basically made a comment in one of the emails when I was directly emailing on my uh, chapter sisters. And I was like, something along the lines of, y'all just be patient with this whole chapter liaison mess. I don't understand why it's two, whatever. It wasn't nothing I was hiding. Well, then, whatever happened in that thread, I ended up having, it was something important in it. So I had to send it off to the chapter liaisons and so when we had a meeting they was like oh yeah i saw this statement on like chapter liaison miss what does that mean so then i had to be all big and bad and step up and be like well i wrote it which clearly they could have been they saw who wrote it so i know why they was trying to act like that but so i've been the messy thread before it happens to the best of us okay so the next tip is to be on time slash be organized and i think you know that speaks for itself. Don't be the person that's always late in the team. Like, I know somebody always becomes the joke of like, oh, we know that Shaq going to be late. We already know he going to be late. And it's just something that people get used to. Um, So don't be that person. Respect other people's time because that person that's always late probably be the main one complaining when other folks late. So, like, don't do that. And I think, too, like, in the same regard of being on time, be organized and if you know like your problem with being on time is that you're not having your stuff together like be organized do what you need to do get your alarms your calendars stuff whatever you need to do to make sure that you can put your best foot forward like don't be the disorganized and the late person at the meeting it's just you just look raggedy at that point i will say uh shack has improved on his timeliness let me give props where they're due Cause I was gonna come for Erica. How dare she use me as an example? Are you not always late? No. Okay. Check uh, your streak it, is like two. Extra being on time. extra tip. Don't lie. This is well, a come little... on, Jasmine. Don't be late on the next one. Oh shoot. <clears throat> so my <laughs> my next one number four is be efficient in your communication. So for example. One of the things that I asked of Shaq was like, if you're going to be late, just, you know, put a little below, you know, text message and say, hey, I'm going to be late. Give me 15 minutes. Erica did a wonderful job of that today. She had a little setback. She said, guys, give me 15 minutes. And it was it was good. So be efficient in your communication. I think that also goes with we have this saying in nursing, like, tell me what you need or tell me what you want to do about what you want me to do about it. So are you, you know, just calling me to vent? Do you need a consult? You know, what do you need so that we can take care of our business? And I think that's a really good point in efficient communication. Are y'all living in a situation where, like, 
you know, I guess we can just continue to use the late thing where like you want to say something, but you feel like it's going to make it worse. So then you don't say nothing. And then that, that made it worse. Like you just don't know what to do. I feel like that about a late coworker. Like she'll come in late. Now she knows she late. Everybody else around the table and she walking in with Starbucks. You late. And you know you late. <laughs> Same so old me, girl. T- me telling you that you're late, like, does that do any good? Or if nobody says anything about you being late, you just can continue being late because nobody care, nobody say nothing to me. So I'm going to do what I do. Well, if I ever know I'm going to be late, I'll go ahead and tell it. The thing with me is half the time I'm late, I don't know I'm going to be late. Or I just be doing something completely different. Didn't even know. I do think it's but the, I mean like the when supervisor. Oh, I'm sorry, Erica. Say it again. No, I mean like when you're the person. I guess Shaq just used the example of that, but like you, you, it comes to your mind. Like it deliberately comes to your mind. Like I should probably prompt them that I'm gonna be late. But then you feel like, dang, if I say something, I'm gonna really shine light on the fact that I'm gonna be late. You know, like, you don't know, like, you don't want to accentuate the matter, but you, you, then you realize, dang, it probably would have been better if I said something instead of not saying something. I don't know if I'm making sense. You make sense. Did I not answer that? I'm... Shaq, I think you answered no, it, but because... I didn't. Oh, oh, because I'm like, if I'm going to be late and I don't tell nobody, I, I'm even worse. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm pissing myself off by not telling y'all and I know I'm going to be late. You know, just I'm saying, like, you deliberately think about it and you just choose not to because you think it's going to make it worse when, in fact, it would have made it better. Oh, no, because, like, prime example, today you told everybody you was late and I was late, too, but I didn't have to tell nobody because you was already late. You know? <laughs> well, I so, guess you got saved today. Well, I was in the house. I was going to be on time anyway. I just wasn't going to have something else done. Okay. Uh, So I think another good tip is know how to lead and how to follow. Um, I think this is something that is really good because there there may be times, kind of going back to one of my earlier points about if you know that there's something you're good at and you can step up to the plate, I think there are definitely times for you to do that. Um, But say you recognize that somebody points out to you um, that you're always the one that's volunteering um, which it's, it's a lot of layers to that kind of thing too. But like for this thing, you always the one that's, um, that is volunteering. Maybe you step back and you let somebody else take the lead one day or just demonstrate to your coworkers and to your supervisors that you can also be a good listener. You can also be a good follower and that you don't only thrive in places of direct leadership. Um, and it also gives you a chance to kind of take the back burner too. Like if you're going to decide that you're going to be the leader of something that also comes with a lot of pressure. And so don't feel like you always have to be that person. Like you may be able to learn some really good things from other people and how they lead and you know, how they do the meeting agenda or whatever it is that you feel like you always have to do, but just kind of know that balance between both and demonstrate your leadership in both ways. You know, that reminds me of a quote. I can't remember the exact quote. So I guess, I'm not going to quote it, but it reminds me of a quote that I'm going to butcher. But it says, basically, a person can't lead until they know how to follow. Th- and that's just so true. I think that's what it say. I just didn't remember if the original quote said, man can't lead. Either either way, I'm still going to say person, but you know. Yeah. Well, brings we, y'all, we're getting to the bottom. We're getting to the bottom. We're at the top two right now. 
Okay. I feel like there wasn't enough anticipation for yours, Erica. You had reached the top three. You know, I felt like I needed a little drum roll. Brrr, you know? Sorry. I didn't even re- We were going through the list very a lot faster than I thought, and so I didn't realize it, I was even on the third one or the seventh one. Yeah, so now we're down to the top two. And this one is coming from me. And it's basically be a person of your word um, and be dependable. Like, I think we've kind of talked about it. Erica said pulling your weight, like cover your ass. Jasmine talked about dividing and conquering. I was talking about like don't be messy and then be on time. All of these different things. Be efficient communicator. All that kind of stuff. You just have to pull your own weight and like be the person that when you said you're going to do it, be that person. Don't be lying. Don't be lying, because when you lie and you didn't told the group you're going to have to do this, or you didn't say X, Y, Z, you're going to be so-and-so at a certain time, you fuck up everybody when you don't do it. And so that's how, that's the easiest way I feel for you to just damage the team, because then you got to have people that got to take your side and all this kind of stuff. No, 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 no. If your ass was supposed to be there, you're supposed to be there. If you're supposed to do it, you're supposed to do it. Then that allows you to hold other folks accountable because you need to be holding yourself accountable then you can do the same thing for others because i think accountability means i mean accountability helps the team too that way ain't nobody backsliding ain't nobody getting off because you holding yourself accountable and everybody else doing the same and you holding others accountable and y'all gonna be an effective team you gonna say something jess are you looking at me like i go first i think this is a good thing too with like um like, be somebody on the team. I don't I feel like you should be this way because I, I feel like I'm this person. But, like, be somebody on your team that people can come to for help. Like, you know what I mean? If people are legitimately struggling, if you're a veteran on the team, like, be someone that can give some, like, training or do the training, whatever the case may be. Like, be somebody that people can rely on um, because you never know when you're going to need that. Um, there have been times where I'm like, oh, my God, can you do so-and-so for me? Um, because I'm I'm running late or I'm overwhelmed. And I think the more you are open and honest with your team about the th- kind of things that you need when you're really under stress or you're having a frantic moment, like, they'll be a lot more willing to help you because you've been that person for them. Um, so I think that's a good thing to add as well. I would say being, like, a new person on the team, this is one of the hardest things. Erica, you just said it, like, like if you're a veteran, like, help other folks. And that kind of stuff is like, y'all. I do not like being a new person because I'm used to like in my old office and all of my old offices, I spend a little bit of time there and I'm a know it all. Like I know what's going on. I can answer questions, that kind of thing. Y'all, it has been the worst these last two and a half weeks because I don't know shit about, you know, like the overall functions of the school or the office and people asking me these questions. And I'm going, you know, I'm still going to ask everybody else, asking my, um, the gatekeepers of information and stuff, but like my helpers and stuff, but still, I like to be that person. So that's real hard when you're used to being that and you're not anymore. You back at the novice level, friend. But that's going to have to improve really quickly. Yeah, I agree. I don't like being a new person either because I've, I've, similarly, I've always been that person that's like, oh, teach me how to do this. And I'm like, okay, girl, all you got to do is go in here, pick on this. Like, I don't like not knowing how to do things. So I'm low-key excited because in the spring we do recruitment um, recruitment and hiring, hiring and recruitment. And so I'm so ready for some new coaches to come in so I can just impart all this wisdom on them and tell them all the tips and tricks um, <laughs> that I have learned or will learn. Um, but I do kind of get a little piece of, I do get a little, I do get a little piece of being outside of the novice life because I'm one of two people in my office that has 
a degree in higher ed and just some concrete experience uh, experience in higher ed so sometimes I am able to share from that lens where other people just don't necessarily have that um experience so I get to kind of dip in and out and have my little moments here and there I wanted to go back to something you said Erica in regards to like I want to use a phrase like you can pick up your teammate you know when they fall or whatever I think that's why socialization is so important because I know certain things about my team members because we've hung out outside of work. And so if something comes up in a team meeting, like I got her back because I know at home such and such is going on. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody else on the team need to know that because that's between us. But I got you because I know what's going on in your personal life. That's real. And And then I think it's good, too, to, like, cover because, like, we have – I just realized I missed the meeting today in that very moment. I just realized that. Um, in those moments when, like, your teammate missed the meeting or, like, you know your teammate running late because they doing something, like, cover for them. You know, I don't necessarily think it's appropriate to do it all the time, but, like, it's definitely nice to – I know we've talked – I think one of our first episodes is, like, having friends in the office. Like, definitely when you get to that place where you covering for your coworkers so y'all don't have to get caught, this is definitely a good opportunity yeah. for that. Anything else before I get to number one? It's time for number one. <laughs> it's time for number one. It's time for number one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, sound engineer, can you please put a drum roll right Look, here? The sound engineer going to be like, uh, <laughs> this going to be some extra dollars. That's <laughs> funny. But, okay, so number one is knowing individual personalities, which includes your own. And that everybody's on everybody's strength that's on the team. So funny enough, we actually dealt with this in our team meeting yesterday because when you're onboarded to our company, you have to take a personality test and they plot you with the rest of your team. And that gives people insight about your personality, your strengths, weaknesses, things like that. And so your manager will know, okay, you know, more of an administrative task, this should go to such and such. If it's a speaking engagement, it should go to this member, you know, things like that. It doesn't, it's not meant to limit you, but to at least give you some direction on how to lead your team better. And we just hired a new nurse. So we we plotted her on our team chart and it was really surprising. Because when I trained her, I put her in this one box. But then actually when she took the test, she was in a whole nother box. And this gave me perspective. Okay, okay, this is how I need to uh, train her the next time she's with me. You know, the nosy one that was all on my phone reading the email. Her. So now <laughs> I have a better perspective on how I need to uh, train her. I think it's... Do you got a better perspective yes. about how you need to tell her? Mind your business. Your <laughs> All of that. All of that. So <laughs> I turn to your are. neighbor say, neighbor, stop being nosy. Mind neighbor. your business. Neighbor. Read your Bible. Stop being nosy. Stop being nosy. But yeah, I think it's that would be good for any type of team, um, whether it be a sorority or, you know, your team at work, your cohort, whatever you need when you work together know people's personalities and you can't assume anything Shaq you want to say something first sure I'm just going to go last but this reminds me of another quote also and it's and the psalmist says be yourself because everyone else is taken my god Hmm. that is so real you know like it's know who you are don't be trying to be nobody else 
just just be you that's all i gotta say it just resonates with me and i think something to add to that um side note my cousin is doing like this self-worth series where she's posting pictures of these different women and like what kind of tip they would put towards self-worth and so something i recently said well she just did me and my tip was basically don't compare yourself to other people which is something i struggle with but it like really doesn't pay to compare yourself to anybody like it doesn't compare i mean it doesn't make any sense to like look at yourself because think about it most of the time when people are comparing themselves they're not doing it to point out all of these great things you typically compare yourself to somebody else to make yourself Mm -hmm. look worse you know and so i definitely agree with like being who you are knowing who you are and just shining in that um i think another good thing for this too is like it's very hard to like hold hold everybody's different personalities you know inside i mean like to know all of them and just kind of have to remember that but something that really helped me do that one i'm a super observant person and i don't feel like i try to do that i just am um, but when I used to supervise RAs, like, I used to have to keep in mind, okay, this particular student, I know good and well, they can take everything from me just at bay. Like, they can hear me say something, they're going to take their own extensive notes. I don't got to say anything else to them. But then I got somebody else, I got to explain it to them verbally, I got to send them an email, and I got to send them a text message to remind them. Or I can talk to this student, and I know I'm going to have to break it down for them numerous times in order for them to understand. Like, and so working working with students just that population alone and just where they are developmentally and just working with multiple people all at once like really helps you to like stretch yourself in different ways so that you can be more um adaptable more gracious with people um and just making sure that like you can shift with other people not change who you are but like be more accommodating when you need to be especially with people right. who That's don't good, necessarily Erica. think like you that'll preach if you let it so what kind of promise we got to the people? I mean, is it like, if you do these 10 things, my God, you are sure to be, you know, uh, have a great team. I mean, or is this the kind of thing where it's like you can do seven, but you can't do 10, you know? I don't know. I think it all depends on your team and what your team, what kind of team it is. I think you could could do most of these. I agree. I think it depends on your team, too, because, like, the team that I have now, I was just talking to one of the veteran coaches on my team. Like, some of the things on this list, my team makes very easy for me. Um, I think we make it easy for each other. You know what I mean? And so I think, you know, it just depends on where these things really fit. Um, But I don't know if it's the promise that we can make to the – to the people i just i just think these are some things that we feel like we have experienced um being a part of numerous teams in our various careers and we feel like these things are appreciated and i guess desired i have a question that's what i would say do you think it's easier to have a team of people that are closer in age to you or a multi-generational team because i come from both well like i i I can't i'm not gonna use that example i'm gonna say that I came from one with multi that was multi generational, and I feel like for the most part we were really good. But this one that I'm in now, we all around the same age, and I love it because mm-hmm. we just get all of our references, like you know. So I don't know. I will say the people at my old team that I had the most problem with was the ones who was right around my age, the new ones. I ain't had no problem with the uh, the older ones. I agree with you, Shaq, on that one. I feel like it's harder when everybody's within the same age range um and I feel like I learn a lot more if it's multi multi-generational because everybody brings 
a different perspective. Yeah, I for the most part. The I th- I guess I've been in both situations and kind of like in a weird situation. Cause Shaq, would you say that you were the same age as your students? I mean, I guess you're in the same generation, but like in age wise, would you say like where where would you categorize that relationship in the multi generational or the, on the same level? Um, talking about in my job that I just left. In general, like you working with students who are you know eighteen. No, 19, I mean 20. I'm a generation ahead, and I think sometimes two generations ahead. You know, the generational okay. gap is very small for this new group. If y'all ain't been paying attention to the research, but yeah. Yes, and so I, when I was working on a multi-generational team, I think it's very interesting because it was when I was like, basically, y'all know the customer service uh, manager at Walmart? I was that for a smaller grocery store, um, and I was 17. And so my, the oldest person that I was, I guess you can say supervising, could I think, I think, I can't think of the lady name, she had to have been at least 60. And then maybe then, maybe 50, and then on down, all the way down to my own age. And so that was weird because sometimes I felt like I think that they liked me in general, so it worked. But I think that sometimes they didn't think I was old enough to be doing certain things. And then with my, when I was supervising RAs, I felt like it was kind of somewhere in the middle. Definitely like a gap, but not a huge gap. Um... And I feel like we had some things in common because we common because we were both students, but developmentally in two different places, but could relate on a lot of things. And then now my whole team, we are all 24 to 30. Like we were, you know, basically all going to be going to our high school reunions in the next uh, few years. Like, and so it's really nice. We all Somebody should be to going to this right now. Yeah. And so I I agree. I think it's I think they all kind of bring a different um different feel, a different vibe. But I think I definitely prefer being on a team with people who are close in age. At least right now. That's a good question. Well, Shaq, did you did you you asked the question about what did, what were we promising the people? Did you have something that you want to say about that before we move on to Jasmine's segment? No, I'm just asking. I, I just want to know, like, if we were gonna tell everybody, because I don't want nobody to be trying to sue books to bills. Matter of fact, we a limited liability company. Y'all can't sue me for my little ten dollars. <laughs> um, well, Shaq, I don't we, want nobody trying to sue us. Somebody, somebody, I did ten things, and I I still can't get along with my team. Well, you remember, like, they can't really sue us unless we, unless they can prove gross negligence. And I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Oh, I think this is a different kind of case there, but mm-hmm. Okay. Well, never mind. Recheck my statement <laughs> from the record. <laughs> All right, Jess. What are we reading? What's the song? The Reading Rainbow. Reading rainbow. Didn't he die? No, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Take a look at something, something. Reading rainbow. Reading rainbow. That's the original Toby. I mean, Toby. Yeah. Every uh, what did I put? Everything midwifery. I had to put down my um, my leisurely novels for some school books, but. I did want to say that September is National Infant Mortality Awareness Month. And most of our listeners, I'm assuming, are African-American, young black professionals. And if you're not 
if you haven't already had a baby or thinking about it, um, we're just at automatically the top of the list when it comes to infant mortality and maternal mortality in the whole United States. So that's something to think to think about. And with us being professionals, we're at the top of that. So what the research did was say, okay, African-Americans are at the top of the list for their mothers and babies passing away within the first two years of life. Wow. And within that group, it's been all, it's been all over the news. Um, but within that group, educated professionals with degrees are at the highest risk, not the under-resourced. Wow. Why? We're so busy, too stressed, and we don't pay attention? It's stress. It's the um, stress of overperforming because you are the black, token black in the office, whatever it may be. Maybe you are the breadwinner of the family, so you don't get to take your full six weeks off. You have to go back. Like on average, I think they said people go back to work within three weeks of having their baby. That's not enough time. I would not. I ain't going to say never, but that don't even cross my mind. Hey, most most people don't have maternity leave, paid maternity leave. Yeah. And so if you sitting at home for six weeks, that means you're not getting paid for six weeks. Yeah. That makes me but nervous, and it just to... really made me reflect on how <clears throat> privileged we are. Because I just had a friend that was very that was happy. He was uh just so thankful about the fact that he has paternity leave for a month. And then I'm thinking about, and not say that there's um. Not to imply that there's more value for maternity leave, but dang, just thinking about here, some privileged people are to have paternity leave, and then there are some mothers out there who don't even get maternity leave. Wow. Right. I I had one client that the father ended up staying home because he got paternity leave because the mother didn't. So the roles were kind of reversed for a while. And that plays, that affects your heart and your, you know, depression. Depression is a big reason why um, we have a lot of problems that we have. Like, I don't have time to be depressed because I got to get back to work. These bills got to be paid, so I don't have time to process how I feel about my new role as a mother and a caregiver. I think that's so backwards, especially for America. And when you think about, like, the role of women and how, like, back in the day, women's only role, and I'm saying this sarcastically but the truth, was to lay down and have babies. And now we have evolved to a, I guess it's not an evolution really because it's not a progression, but we moved to a point where women don't even get to stay at home and care for their babies and themselves after they have a baby. When there's some people out there in the world who really don't think that women should be doing anything but caring for a house and a child. That's so backwards. You need to provide, I would say, provide for your clients or give them some buy-in so me if i had a paid maternity leave i would be more inclined to come back you know fresh and renewed to to start working again um just to have that option available you have more buy-in from your employees and i also bet that a lot of women once once they got to a point they would probably do some virtual work too like yeah my uh, i know somebody who she had a third child and she was so tired of being at the house of course she wanted to be with her baby but like she she had a very um demanding job and she she got the time she actually didn't i don't think she had paid time off actually which was interesting so it was but i don't think that like her getting back to work financially was an issue but like she was so ready to get back you know um because she was going crazy in the house 
So I yeah, mean, everybody's I feel like, different. Yeah, and I feel like they were people who like my supervisor getting ready to go on maternity leave, and I I would be very surprised. Which legally you're not supposed to do any work, you know. But I'd be mm-hmm. very surprised if she gonna be peeking in on some meetings, just muting her mic so, in her um uh, <laughs> video. And so what happens is people have to take their vacation time and use that mm-hmm. towards time off, or yep. they have to have planned for the pregnancy and taking out um, short-term disability. Now, that says something yeah. about your country. If you have to take out disability when you have a baby. Y'all. Ooh, you're not disabled. Second, can, can I make a rant about disability? When you, when, ooh, that just pissed me off thinking about it. Go ahead. But friend. yeah, Jasmine, yes, that, that is very bad that it's a thing in our country that people have to basically pay insurance because that's what it is, that short-term disability insurance just to be okay to have a baby. Wow. Yep. And you know ain't number men set that policy. Oh, this makes me mad. And then, but you <laughs> do, you know, you, you you still got them Trump supporting women out there who, who agree with the policy and ain't gonna change it. Oh, that's worse than black folks who just oh, perpetuate systematic racism. All right, let, let's, let's bring us back because I feel my friend steaming from the ears. But, um, <laughs> I have noticed that not only have my books transitioned into something more medical, but my podcasts have. And so three of the podcasts that I'm listening to is evidence-based birth. And they're really short. They're like 30 minutes, kind of get your mind thinking about um, current issues like maternity leave. Um, So evidence-based birth. The second one is midwifing America. And the third is mother birth. Damn, what are you listening to it on? Discovery Health? No, <laughs> you got jokes, friend. But anyway, I'm going to the uh, Barnes and Noble's book club tomorrow. Okay. That'll be my outing. Did you find this on Meetup? No, this is the one I, I saw it at the bookstore. I ain't want to. Oh, okay. The one on Meetup, just because it's a LBGTQ plus book club, doesn't mean that's all we have to read. Our mm. books about like. Oh, I didn't even know that's what it was. Yeah, so we don't always have to read books about that. We just have a commonality and that that will make us comfortable. Like, this is a safe place to read and talk about whatever book, but that doesn't always have to be the subject of our novels. Because it's probably going to be the white version of it anyway. In in which it is. So tomorrow I'm going to go to the Barnes & Noble Book Club. I'm going to take my director slash friend we're gonna have a good old time and this one's kind of set up differently so instead of one book that everybody's reading everybody reads their own book and then they kind of give a book report on it cute well if you want to if you're interested in finding your um local barnes and nobles book club you can go to www.barnesandnoblesbookclub <laughs> i mean excuse me www.barnesandnobles.com slash book club Thank you, friend. Y'all better not go type that in because I don't know where the <laughs> hell it's going to take you. <laughs> oh, Lord. But that's it I over here. I feel like that ought to work. And I, tomorrow I'm going to post um, the list of books that everyone is reading so you guys can follow me at Ask Nurse J on Instagram. I saw that change to Ask Nurse J. I did. Um, may I give an update on my reading? Yes. Mm, sure. I'm still on the last chapter that I said I was on 
uh, <laughs> two weeks ago. <laughs> and probably a month ago. So I just wanted to give an update on that. I think I'm around chapter four or five of maybe 30 chapters. Thank you. Do you need us to hold you accountable? Um, no. It hasn't even been that I haven't wanted to read. Um, the one time that I actually went to go pick up the book, which I think may have been like before I went to Nashville this weekend, uh, my Kindle was dead. And then I also find that I don't like reading on the plane and I brought it. I don't like reading on the plane. I'd rather watch TV, watch shows on the plane. Um, so it's just certain places that I can read and it's like, TMI but on the toilet and when I ride the bike when I ride the stationary bike that's the only two times where I really can thrive in my reading and I mean I only do that at well, certain go take times. you some uh, milk of magnesia that'll give you a <laughs> lot of time to read <laughs> I think not I am working out and I am healthy um, getting healthy so my body's gonna take care of that on its own well I'm so glad that you're regular friend thank you for Thank you. Letting the world know. I got three things to say real quick. One of them is everybody go to Erica Instagram and hold her accountable. You can find her Instagram at erenee1990. Please go hold her accountable. The second <laughs> the second thing was, um, shit, I forgot what I was about to say. Because you're bullshitting. That's why. Oh. oh He's been I, bullshitting I, I the whole podcast. That website does take you. Jasmine, that website takes you to the book y'all going to be reading tomorrow. Did you know Oh, that? Lord. No. <laughs> Yes, it tells you what's going on in the Barnes and Noble book club, and you better get ready to read an absolutely remarkable thing. Dang, you were so right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, shout out to Barnes and Nobles for having a basic website name, and I figured it out. And then the other thing was because we was talking about it, y'all. Like I don't have any partner or anything, and I don't foresee myself impregnating anybody anytime soon how can i finesse this system and take some paternity leave don't friend that's how you can don't yeah then we just talk about you privilege privilege if you have it Uh, friend i don't mean a huh but i think that's just taking advantage of the system that wasn't meant for us that's free time Uh, for a man for a man to take paternity leave when he doesn't have a child at home and who you ain't going to ever have a child group. at home? Huh? And who ain't going to ever have a child at home? So. Right. I, I disagree. I got to figure out, find me a way to use this. No. Please don't. The another, another tip we should have used was finesse, not oppress. And I'm just trying to finesse the system. I ain't oppressing nobody. See, it's because uh, people like you taking my paternity leave. People like you. I, I don't know how you figure. Okay, okay. I, I, you I ain't gonna like debate y'all. Liberals. I want to hear from our other colleagues. Do y'all think it's fine for me to finesse the system and take me some paternity leave? Okay, Shaq. Now, Let Mama Fair is gonna come for your ass again. Uh, Mama <laughs> Fair is gonna come for you if you keep that cussing. Oh, up. she already know. Um, Shaq, what else you got to say? Well, thank you, Jasmine. For oh, I'm sorry. Oh, he. Oh, go ahead. He. You said something about a disability, but is that in your segment? What disability? You said she was gonna have to make up a disability or something. It made you mad just thinking about it. 
Oh, when Jasmine talked about the fact that people who work and have to get disability insurance, right? Yeah. Um, so, and I'm the same way, you know, I just signed up for my um, benefits and stuff. And they tell me, okay, you can pay someone a dollar and 12 cent, I believe it is, for long-term, I mean, short-term, dis- no, one of them. And then you can pay so-and-so for long-term disability. And I'm like, why the fuck I got to pay for this, right? And so I'm just sitting there going through my options and really thinking. All for me to... Um, talk. I'm on the phone with my granny talking to her and we was talking about one of my cousins who got a lot of shit going on with him medically that he can fix like it's some of them it's like hell it's diabetes you can control it because you know all black folks got diabetes and so <laughs> right and so this motherfucker is our age and gets full disability every month y'all $1500 and I'm like you sitting on your ass ain't nothing wrong with you but the fact that you don't want to take care of yourself and you want to go out party and parlay all the time instead of checking your sugar levels and now you getting full disability and ain't never had no job longer than six months i just it just really pisses me off yeah and I like, think that that's one of those situations. You know how like healthcare is always trying to look at previous situations, so previous uh, medical history, so they don't have to cover stuff that that was passed over from a different set of your life. Like that that's one of them situations where it's like, why would you give somebody disability for something that is curable? You know what I mean? But then you wanna you don't wanna give people. Um, I heard of a going back to pregnancy. I heard of this um, lady. She basically something with her coverage. Basically, she couldn't get coverage because I guess she didn't find out she was pregnant before a particular time. Yes. And so it like. And then it, it turns over to a, a pre-existing condition, and we don't cover those. Right. It's like, but you gonna give something, but you won't just give give people insurance to get the pills or you know prescribe them a nutritionist or something. But you gonna let them stay at home all day, as if that's ever gonna solve the problem. But when you think about it, that's very much so in line with how healthcare works a lot of the times. It's like we're not preventative; we just want people to get sick and die, which ends up costing us more money. It, it, that that particular case just really perturbed me, though, because I know this person. We grew up together, and they they just abused their health. And then they out here and just taking up, and I have to pay insurance. Here I am, got two degrees. I've worked my tail off in school, and I work every day. And you just getting now, granted, fifteen hundred dollars is not, it is not that much. But I would say that if you just sitting at the house, staying with somebody else, in where we from, that's a lot of damn money. No, let me. Okay, that's a whole nother discussion. Cause I'm about so, to say, you know how many people on some type of assistance or welfare and then they do cash for um service jobs so that the government can't trace it so i'm getting my thousand dollars a month child that's what they i'm do. doing hair out my kitchen cash only that's what this person do washing cars cooking food i mean i'm talking about living well i'm over life. here working my ass off but that's a, that's a whole nother right in taxes they cut hair too but you know the other thing is this is how i find peace I think I find peace with a lot of things like this. This person is black. And I just think about all of the ways of the white folks that messed up the damn system and how they take advantage of it. And I'm like, live your best life, young man. Like, you do you. Like, if you're going to scam the government and you're going to live from it, do it. Because, I mean, <laughs> either you're going to scam them or somebody else going to scam them. And now I hate the fact that that's somebody who probably really needs disability can't get on it. But in the same regard, I mean, white folks been messing up all the time, so. 
True. Well, I um thank you, Jasmine, for all of your wisdom today and book suggestions. We wish you well on your book club tomorrow night. Um, I don't have a segment today, but I do want to share um under what in the hell happened that um y'all know I don't have I a segment, sh- but goes into <laughs> the segment. No, it's not a segment. I'm just going to say what in the hell happened with Erica was that y'all know, but I joined a workout challenge and I did my first workout yesterday and I, I left my soul in that gym yesterday. Um, it was a strength and conditioning class and it was a full hour and I really pushed myself to be like in that elevated heart rate for a hour. It was a lot. And so, um, as a part of my challenge, I have to work out three times a week and check in, um, at the gym. Um, on Facebook and I have to eat a particular meal plan um, so I went and got some food today but after that one workout to yesterday I really feel like I'm gonna be able to meet this goal of losing either 25 pounds or 6% body fat in six weeks I feel good like if I keep working out like that four times a week probably five I'm a, I'm you a got a friend so you know Shaq was talking I about know. y'all go to Erica Page and encourage her to read keep her accountable no Keep her accountable for her workouts. You gonna do that, friend? Thank you. Are you sharing this publicly on Facebook or just like between you and the gym? That I'm checking. Like when in? you check in, I... when you check in, are the are those posts private or are they just with the po- folks you you know? Uh, I I do it in the private group, so I don't know if there's a way to put it anywhere else. Oh yeah, it's private then. Yeah. Well, well, we yeah, also had another I mean. workout group that we worked together with friends, and, and that one's going well. Yesterday was the first day, and I got to go work out tonight after I get off of this uh, recording. So, um, so yeah. Doing well. I'm done, friend. She says she doing good. Yep. But speaking of working out, I have found me a new gym to work out here. It's a really, really nice one, y'all. I feel bougie. Um, it's like a whole, like, um, you know how, like, the UREC was at LSU, Erica? It's like it got all of that plus some, and you get to go to free coaching sessions, and you get to meet with a trainer. You ain't got to pay no extra money. Granted, we already pay enough money, but it's real nice. Um, I will say I've only been here for two and a half weeks, but I think I'm going to like Gainesville, y'all. I, I think I'm going right. to really like it. I'm glad. I'm glad. But I got a question, okay? I got a question. Y'all ready? Yes. This is a good question. So, when y'all open a new pack of deodorant, how do you take that little clear thing off? How Mine do you don't do come it, with a clear thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Erica, how do you take your clear thing Wait a minute. Off? I want to say Perfect Patty uses aluminum-free deodorant, and it does not come with a plastic insert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but there was one time when Perfect Patty didn't use that damn aluminum-free deodorant. It pops How off. How did you take it off? It came How off on its own. It Erica, you out here pulling it with your teeth or something? What you doing? No, I just... It depends on how snug it is. Like, usually I can just take it off because it has, like, a little lip on it and that you can just take it off. Or sometimes I have to roll the deodorant up just a tad to elevate it. And Shaq, where are you going with this question? So, Eric, 
I just wanted to know. There was a question, a random question that I had, and like a lot of people never thought about any other way to do it. In fact, um, most people in my office they pull it, they bite it off. They and they were like, "Well, how else do you do it?" And I'm like, "I have never bit that thing once. I always roll my deodorant all the way up, and let it just slide off." But it was just a random thing, and so I was like, "Well, I'm gonna ask them on the podcast how they take it off." Interesting. I mean, I guess you could do it that way too, but you're gonna have to roll the deodorant up anyway, cause it's isn't it typically not up enough? Right. I mean, that's what I do. I roll it up, cause you like you said, you gotta roll it up. But it was some people that were like, "No, I never." It just about never that. occurred to them to roll the thing <laughs> up. Yeah. Just like another random observation I made while I saw on social media, you know how I'd be like, I was today mm-hmm. years old when I learned this. <laughs> yeah, I love so those. So y'all know the little finger file that you buy, the little ones that you can buy from the dollar stores and stuff? Yeah. You, your fingernail Fing- file, the plastic ones, or like yeah. the styrofoam ones with the stuff on there? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen this since I seen this meme yesterday, but it says on the thing that at the very end, you can peel the little sandpaper off and it'll come to a new piece of sandpaper oh my god i don't know about that one friend i'm gonna have to pull it out have y'all the, heard of it from the cabinet and try listen i want to go to up, See. i got one i'm gonna go get it okay because i want to go nah, to dollar them tree dollar tree ones ain't gonna be reusable for it'll work like okay see see i was i was wondering it but i saw it and i was like i ain't never i ain't never known it there's another one that I saw, but I can't quite describe that one, so I ain't even gonna say it. We just might share the uh, link okay. to it on so on our social media. Oh, y'all, I can't get to it. How my studio set up? I'm not. Well, you tried and bring it back there. to us then. Well, right. Okay. I'm gonna go to Walmart, always... Jasmine, and buy a window. Well, I, I, I'm just gonna do it when I'm in Walmart, so I ain't <laughs> have to buy it. <laughs> you trifling, Shag. <laughs> what is wrong with you today? You wanna? Take use of paternity leave. You want to use a, a, the nail file without purchasing it? Yes, paternity leave is owed to me. How you figure if you're not no goddamn parent? Because it's Erica, can you close us out, please? If you have a baby. Okay, it's just like you get vacation time. But you don't no, go on vacation every it. time you use them hours. We're not. We, Sometimes we you be, be sitting your ass at the house. But that's vacation away from work. Shoot. Vacation is not limited to leaving your house and packing a bag and going to the beach. But it ain't no other way to finesse having no baby except for having a baby. And then who could, like, okay, in terms of taking paternity leave, how the hell do you prove it? A birth certificate. Yeah. Yes, uh, didn't think that far, did it? Uh, I can't go lie and put my name on a birth certificate because mm. then I'm going to have to pay some child support. The fact that you even still trying to make this work is ridiculous. Well, one day I'm going to take some paternity leave. And you can like it or you can love it. Either one. Are you done? Or are you finished? Well, I got an announcement. Okay. Bum, 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 bum. Y'all already know this announcement. Y'all, Books to Bills got some news, y'all. Hey. We got something to share. Mm. When we gonna share it? Um, let me look at the calendar. You was just supposed to remember it. 
No, I'm I'm being accountable. We are sharing our exciting news on September. <laughs> Come on, friend. September twenty six. Hey, there hey, you go. Hey, hey, yeah. Hey. Okay. September twenty six. So mark your calendars. Even though I already know what the news is, I wonder what the news going to be, y'all. Yeah. I know y'all probably wondering who's that creeping through your window. Hey. So mark your calendars for September 26th. And in the subject put, check social media B2B. That's our abbreviation. Hashtag books to bills. Hashtag books to bills. So y'all be on the lookout for our exciting news. Yes. We're excited and we think y'all are gonna be excited and we cannot wait for y'all to And find in out the meantime, and just in case you wanna go ahead if you haven't already, make sure you know where you can find this news at. You can follow us on our social media. See what I did there? Yes. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Books to Bills Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Books to Bills. And if you want to send us an email and let us know how you're feeling, um, email us at FromBooks to Bills at gmail.com. I feel like the music already be loud by now. We already done closed it out. All right, since everybody want to talk while I'm talking, bye. Ooh, you sound like you somebody's teacher. You should have said bye before I said <laughs> the social media. The class is talking while I'm talking. <laughs>